Hello, Internet. This is Ewan Spence and you see Insight Calling. This week, how to pick the wrong ball and win the hearts of countless Eurovision fans around the world. Coming up, who's stepping up from junior? What's happening in Liverpool? And when does your country take to the stage? Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Welcome to another week in the world of the Eurovision Song Contest. And my, does it feel like things have stepped up a gear in the last seven days. I'm Ewan Spence from the team at ESC Insight, and we've gathered together all the happenings that have happened since our last news bulletin last week here on the podcast. So we're going to bring you all that now, a little snapshot of what's happening in the world's favourite music contest after San Rambo. To be fair, San Remo is probably the biggest one in Italy, but it's Eurovision the world over. The semi-finals, the 9th of May and the 11th of May and the 13th of May for the grand final taking place in the Liverpool Arena, naturally in Liverpool. Uh, two notes here, as always, a little note about accommodation travel. Make sure you've got refundable tickets or you can get back what you've already paid. Plans and things change as you get closer. But also, I meant travel tickets, sir. Tickets for the actual show themselves, we've got a little bit more information. And it's, they will go on sale later in February, which I would mean is being the last week in February. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Right now, anybody trying to sell you a ticket is a reseller or is going to get you money first and hope to try and get the, the the ticket in a sale and do some arbitrage, make a profit from it. So just hold fire, wait for details and links from the official website, which is Eurovision.tv, and be aware these ticket prices are probably going to be quite high and me even include dynamic pricing which will increase the price the more the tickets are sold a bit like um, an airline uh, selling tickets or trying to get to a Beyonce concert um, I hope I'm wrong I, I really hope that we're going to get some nice good value tickets but that remains to be seen okay so we did have a lot of news uh, coming out of uh, Liverpool this week but before we head over to there just an interesting note from Turin. As a study has been done about how valuable the contest was last May to the Italian city. And the answer is a delightfully round 100 million euros. Now, uh, there was, that's made up of two parts, which is the additional spending, what, what extra money was brought into Turin compared to previous years, what extra spend was done, how much money was put around the rest of the Italian economy, and that comes out at 23 million euros and, and some change. And in terms of advertising, the amount of people who've mentioned Turin, seen Turin, thought about going to Turin because they saw them on the contest, that comes in at a 66 million euros and change. So 100 million in total, 23 direct, 66 in kind. Keep those numbers in hand whenever you're having any debates over the next couple of months about it's too much, why are we spending all this money? Because yes, the cost is there, but also the return is there as well. This week saw the semi-final draw for Liverpool 2023, so we know which countries in the top half and bottom half of the two semi-finals on the Tuesday and the Thursday. They also have to be there for rehearsals on the Monday and the Wednesday. Everybody has to be there the week before to do rehearsals on stage. But now, of course, because they know if they're top or bottom, they know when to turn up. Uh, so we'll go through the actual draw first of all there. 
Uh, first half of the Tuesday, top half, uh, Croatia, Ireland, Latvia, Malta, Norway, Portugal, Serbia. Second half is Azerbaijan, Czech Republic, Finland, Israel, Moldova, Netherlands, Sweden and Switzerland. That's not the running order. That's just top and bottom. Once the songs are chosen, the props and the light colours and all of that are known, there will be an actual song by song running order at the moment. At the moment, this is just a sort of big, broad stroke. Now, remember the semi-finals are 100% televote this year and while there will be a rest of the world uh, televote it's not clear which semi-final or whether that's going to apply to both but in any case of the big five and last year's winner three are going to be voting in the first semi-final that's going to be France Germany and Italy second semi-final uh, will have votes there from the remaining three Spain Ukraine and the United Kingdom uh, second uh, semi-final on the Thursday going in the top are Armenia, Belgium, Cyprus Denmark, Estonia, Greece, Iceland and Romania. In the bottom Albania, Australia, Austria Georgia, Lithuania, Poland San Marino and Slovenia What does all that mean? Well there's one easy thing to know Greece and Cyprus are in the same semi-finals and those points are getting exchanged um, mostly because they have the same music industry and people in one like the music of the other so it's called diaspora voting it's not really political. Uh, but for much deeper analysis, uh, head over to our website. Martin Bishop has given us a guest posting there from Thank You Europe. So www.esinsight.com and we'll go into a little bit more detail. But in terms of that semi-final draw, perhaps more importantly, uh, the BBC not only saw fit to broadcast this in a prime time slot, 7pm in the evening. I'll bet it was on BBC Two, but nothing, nothing can disturb the one show at 7pm on BBC One. But the whole process, including the explanatory VTs for those not embedded year-round in this community, was absolutely immense. Slick, high production values, wonderful hosts in Ryland and AJ, and even uh, with AJ slipping up and standing in front of the wrong set of balls at one point, uh, little jokes are made, everything's smooth, no problems. It was just Look, seeing the BBC's approach to hosting, it feels it has the confidence of, pardon this, but a confidence of a Sweden. It's not the sort of era of scooch and flashbacks or any worries over tone. This is, yeah, we know what we're doing. It's fun. We're putting this best forward. That is, you know, that's just wonderful for the, for the contest. Um, wherever we are, you want that enthusiasm and engagement. The fact that the BBC also managed to keep the semi-final draw to a pacey 30 minutes and made it entertaining all the way through bodes incredibly well for May when we get to Liverpool. And we're not finished with details about the contest in May. As I said, the last seven days, it really feels like it's moved up a gear. Uh, first up, we have the slogan, which is United by Music, which is a wonderful, it's great, it's a wonderful vision, but whoever thought the words Liverpool and United uh, would go together in harmony? There you go, perfect harmony. We should have had perfect harmony. Thanks, Netflix. Uh, what else uh, going on there? We have the the logo as well. Um, the best thing to do is imagine if it's uh, a slinky made up of our hearts uh, with yellows and blues and magentas all mixed in there and you can all play which colour represents which thing. Uh, we also got our first look at the stage uh, with images of the stage coming through in CGI. Big folder of images, which we have here. Uh, you can see that the arms of the stage are reaching out mostly through light fixtures, but there's a bit of physicality there to sort of 
hug the performers, the audience and the world. Um, it is though, it is worth pointing out that if you look at the actual theatre stage space, that sort of square where everybody is going to be performing and it's very much like a box theatre. You've got an, an LED, LCD, OLED, whatever they're going to be using wall behind. You've got two sort of very soft side stages uh, to give this sort of pocket space, which is going to be sculpted by all the delegations to their performance. There's also a circular stage out front as well. Lots of options to do some really inventive staging there. There's also been a call for 500 volunteers to help out with the ancillary events around Liverpool, but not in the main venue where the contest is actually being held. Those volunteers are going to be looking at about three weeks' worth of activities, and presumably none of them are going to be dealing with any mission-critical parts of the delivery of this multi-million dollar event. Applications are open until the 14th of February, and those of you applying from outside the UK will need a valid work visa. Okay, so all the organising for the contest, that's all nice to hear. Um, What about the actual contest itself? We have a few more names to add to our list. Uh, First up uh, in the internal selection-wise, Armenia. Uh, Brunette will be singing for Armenia. It's an internal song selection, perhaps understandable, given the logistics of Armenia's hosting the Junior Eurovision back in December. The song is still being worked on, and Brunette is always going to have that tough task of following on from Rosa Lynn. Now, remember, Rosa Lynn's success came a couple of weeks after the song contest. Qualifying to the grand final was a great step. Being picked up by TikTok for videos for other things, that was a little bonus. So Brunette, that's what we'll look, what Armenia will be looking for as well, that qualification through to Saturday night. Australia, ORF are sending its first female duo to the contest. Uh, following the meeting on the ORF show Starmania 21, Taya and Selena have stayed in touch, become good friends, and they are going to be taking their own song to Liverpool as a duo. No official word on the song itself beyond up-tempo pop, <clears throat> official word, uh, but March the 8th will be the release date there. We also have a name from Greece, uh, who will be sending its youngest ever Eurovision performer to the adult contest in Victor Vernissos. We also have a song title as well, What They Say. Release date is some point in the near future. Okay, in terms of uh, competitive national finals, uh, Georgia, uh, we had an actual final there. Well, we kind of had a final because it was The Voice, but the winner of The Voice in Georgia was always going to get the ticket to the song contest as well. So the winner of The Voice was Iru Ketchanovi, a name that will be familiar to those who follow the Junior Eurovision Song Contest. She was part of the group Candy, who won for Georgia back in 2011 with the song Candy Music. They also reformed for Junior Eurovision last year. Even more so, we interviewed Eru back in 2019 to ask why Georgia's junior Eurovision success wasn't really transferring to the adult contest. Well, we're about to see if any more lessons have been made, and you can read that interview back at our website, www.eseinsight.com. And in terms of The Voice Georgia, lots of people ran. Next up is Lithuania, the second heat of Let's Try Again, 10 qualifying through to next Saturday's grand final. Of note to the Eurovision watchers will be Monica Linkite, who duetted with Vidas Bomila back in 2015 with his song This Time. Through to the grand final, recognisable name, let's see what happens. 15 ran. Uh, 
Third semi-final in Norway of MGP, so the final three to qualify through to this weekend's grand final, Elin Thorpe, Adke Pedersen and Skrallix. Uh, they are going to be joining Jon Swingen and Elsie Bay from the second semi-final and Umami, Ulrich and Alessandra from that first semi-final. No wild cards this year, three from each go through, nine strong in the grand final, seven ran in semi-final three, and in total, 21 ran over the whole contest. Moldova, the six-hour audition process last Saturday, streamed online to the delights of Eurovision fans uh, who were in front of their, <laughs> their screens and those in Moldova in front of their TV. Basically, 30 act, 33 acts invited to walk into the, the studio, stand in front of the judges, sing a bit, do a turn, walk off, and then they'll decide if you're going to be in the 10 that go forward to the grand final. So, 33 ran, 10 are going forward. Ones to watch here, Pasha Parfeni and Aliona Moon, previous performers for Moldova at the song contest there. But more importantly, in the returning performers, has to be Sunstroke Project with their song, Yummy Mummy. They've appeared at Eurovision twice already, Hey Mama and Run Away. And what's interesting here to me, Zobzi Dub made their third appearance for Moldova last year and overhauled Sunstroke Project and they who's been at Eurovision the most times. Sunstroke Project now looking to get back on level pegging with that one. We'll keep an eye on that story as it carries on. Uh, of course, Spain is working through Benidorm Fest right now with various semi-finals and showings and demoscopics and juries and all of that. Uh, we'll have a full report on that in the podcast next week. But for the moment, Ben Robertson is on the ground. Big flag up here. His travel and accommodation has been supported by Visit Benidorm. Uh, hoping to get a bit of that tourism. This is what it would be worth in terms of euros. Uh, but we will have details uh, from the contest and some thoughts and feelings and what's going on backstage and why Visit Benadorm is going to be involved back at the website as well. Right then, a couple of bits of pieces from other countries. Azerbaijan are down to five named acts. All have recorded the same batch of songs and they're going to head to focus groups and more internal selections to decide who, and presumably which song, will be heading to the Eurovision Song Contest. Ireland, well, it's sort of Schrodinger's Eurovision now. I'm recording this on Friday afternoon, so the late, late Eurosong special to select the song is happening in a few hours' time. But if you're hearing this on the podcast radio on Saturday afternoon or you listen to the podcast later on in the seven-day cycle, it's already happened, so you know what happened. So... Uh, yeah, Schrodinger Song Contest. Uh, what is interesting here is Adji, um, following discussions with his community on Twitter, has decided to perform part of his song Too Good For Your Love in Irish. Given the best result ever at Junior Eurovision from Ireland featured an Irish language song, does this bode well? Will we find out? Is he going? Is he not going? Is he going to be John Linden and public image? And everybody will mistakenly call him Johnny Rotten, a character he played 20, 30, 40 odd years ago. You know already. Kind of, maybe. Anyway, move on before I get caught in a tautological nightmare. Iceland has announced the names who will be going forward to Song of the Kepnin. Otherwise, the format there is still the same. Five into each semi-final, two qualifying directly from each, and one overall wild card to get five into the grand final as well. Uh, Romania broadcaster TVR is putting up the live performances of the national final songs on their YouTube channel, so you can look at them ahead of the selection show and make a little bit of an informed decision. 
San Marino have confirmed the 60 finalists who will be going into the sort of semi-final pot uh, before the grand final of Univers Par San Marino are going to be announced on February the 20th. That's a lot of songs to listen to and a lot of names to look up on Wikipedia when it drops. And finally, we'll go to Sweden. Uh, snippets for Heat 1 of Melody Festival, which takes place this Saturday, uh, have been released. Remember, you only get to hear the full songs on the show itself, so you have to be watching to get that full-blown experience. Unless you're in one of the press groups who's allowed a preview, uh, and in which case you need to realise, A, that's us, and B, we've written that up over on our Patreon. It is a free access article, so everybody can go read patreon.com slash Insight. And of course, you can have a look at how you can support the site, the podcast, and all of us here as we carry on our road up to Liverpool, just having a look around the site as well. It's not quite a bait and switch, but we'd like you to go there. We'd like you to think about it. And if you don't, that's great. Just keep linking, liking, loving, sharing uh, and commenting on all the posts as we go around. As we go around. Yeah, let's just stop there. OK, so we got a whole bundle of things to look forward to online. First, the ESC Inside Better Drum Fest coverage continues. Ben Robertson there on the ground, supported by Visit Benidorm. Uh, we'll also have an interview with Ulrich, who's hoping to sing for Norway, uh, with Melody Grand Prix Grand Final happening this Saturday. Of course, potentially going to Rotterdam, but the contest that year was cancelled. This is the chance to finally get that ticket, but... And there are another eight performers at MGP all looking to go as well. As mentioned, Martin Bishop's done the semi-final analysis there back on the website, www.escinsight.com. Over on our Patreon site, uh, you'll find a preview of all the Mel Fest songs from Heat 1, and we'll be doing that every week for the songs in Heat 2, Heat 3, and Heat 4, patreon.com slash escinsight. Um, also, uh, want to welcome back the team at Overthinking It, over on YouTube, ridiculously detailed overthinking of topics in the world of the Eurovision Song Contest, this time to open up the 23 season, looking back at Rosalind and overthinking why she won the Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, but in sadder news, we're going to have to be saying goodbye to ESC Buzz, our little robot that quite happily gathered up the headlines and the various topics being discussed in the world of the Eurovision Song Contest. It is a bot on Twitter, and uh, it looks like that according to the great big benevolent overlord, although I'm not sure what he means, what he thinks the word benevolent means, $100 a month uh, just throwing a little Twitter bot is well beyond our capability. So uh, make sure you're following us at ESC Insight. We'll dig up some Twitter lists. We'll work out what we can do to keep you appraised of all the headlines from all the sites as well. But yeah, and it's also going to be a time where we're going to be saying goodbye to a lot of useful Twitter Eurovision bots. There's a couple more in the Eurovision world, even more uh, in the wider world, I suspect it's going to be time to say goodbye to the Big Ben bot as well, which would just tweet out the appropriate number of bongs at the top of the hour. <sighs> anyway, uh, dates of the diaries, uh, preview parties, which we all know, Barcelona, Warsaw, Madrid, Amsterdam and London. But the important point here is London Eurovision, which is taking place on April the 16th. Tickets go on sale this weekend. There is a pre-sale window for members of OGAE UK. And if that includes you, check your email box. You will have details on how to go for that. For everybody else, general access for that opens up on the 5th of February. Details are at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash London Eurovision. And you can find details there and links through to the official site for buying 
tickets. In terms of televised shows, well, we have the two Schrodinger shows. Uh, Ireland's Late Late Show Eurosong 2023 final uh, takes place Friday the 3rd of February, as does the next quarterfinal in Malta Eurovision Song Contest. Ireland, of course, chooses singer and song, so you can add that to your playlist once we know who it is. Two more are definitely happening on Saturday. Norway, Grand Final of Melody Grand Prix, and Spain, Grand Final of Benidorm Fest taking place there as well. Uh, Four Heats, Latvia's semi-final for Supernova, Lithuania's first semi-final uh, for Let's Try Again. Slovenia are going to be doing a song reveal uh, for Joka Out, which is happening on broadcast television, so we can keep an eye out for that one as well. And it is Heat 1 of Melody Festival and up in Sweden. If it's your first time watching Melody Festival and we're going to put our guide to your first Swedish selection show up on the front page of our website, so that should be there by the time you listen to this podcast. Other than that, it's been a busy week. Let's look over at the runtime in the podcast. Yep, it's getting longer. <laughs> so thanks very much for your ears for the last 25 minutes or so. Hopefully kept you up to date. Hopefully put a smile on your face. And hopefully I'll be able to uh, borrow your ears a little bit more next week for more news. For now, thanks very much for listening to all our friends out there. Those who we know and those who we are still to meet, do stay safe, do keep smiling. And we'll cue the guitars and say ta This week's ES Insight News podcast was hosted by Ewan Spence, written by Ewan Spence and the team at ES Insight. Those URLs, www.esinsight.com, www.patreon.com slash ESC Insight.